on climate, uh, California has been a leader in the United States uh, for a long time. California and China share the same goals and ambition,、mm-hmm. and also benefit、uh, from tackling climate change. So the Chinese students are going to California for the top universities, and、uh, California is always the top destination for Chinese、uh, tourists. Disneyland, you know, all those places, San Francisco. I think、uh, there is、uh, a deep bond from in historical perspective and the、uh, current、uh, perspective. I think the more states can get involved, the more、mm-hmm. communication. Uh, that can be had and cooperation that could be had. It's really critical. The chat lounge. Chat lounge. Chat lounge. The chat lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Welcome to Chat Lounge. I'm Liu Kun. For his climate-centered one-week trip in China, Californian Governor Gavin Newsom tested out a new electric vehicle by Chinese automaker BYD in Shenzhen. Participated in climate talks near the Great Wall in Beijing. Met with Chinese officials and more. This trip has been much watched closely in America and in China. Why is making this trip important for Gavin Newsom? How are California and China working with each other on climate? What's the significance of subnational exchanges between the United States and China? Now, for these questions and more, I'm joined by Hu Min, Executive Director, IGDP or Institute of Global Decarbonization Progress. Harvey Zodin, senior fellow at the Center for China and Globalization, former vice president of ABC TV Network, also Chen Weihua, China Daily EU bureau chief and former Washington bureau chief. Now, thank you、uh, and a big welcome to all three of you、uh, for joining me for for this very important topic. Now, let's get onto it.、Uh, how do you see the timing of this visit by Governor Newsom? And maybe let me start with Weihua, please. I thank you very much,、uh, Liu Kun, for this opportunity. Well, I think、uh, this is a very important trip because、uh, we all know. I mean, the China-U.S.、Uh, relations had,、uh, you know, really hit the bottom since uh, uh, 1979. We established dip- diplomatic ties, and uh, uh, we still have uh, many uh, sort of、uh, conflicts. I mean, disputes and.、Uh, It was a possibility of being escalated, in fact. But、mm-hmm. there was also good signs. I mean, lately about、uh, more resumed the、uh, senior level visits, exchanges. I mean, and several U.S. cabinet members、uh, have visited Beijing.、Uh, we all know Foreign Minister Wang Yi is、uh, visiting the U.S.、Uh, so there is a possibility of、uh, Prince and President Biden meeting next month in San Francisco for the APEC meeting. So. And so there is a you know problem, but we also see good signs. So, and、uh, Newsom, of course, is not、uh, ordinary politician. I mean, he's heavyweight <laughs> in in the Democratic Party, the governor of California, the largest、um, in the United States, and the fifth largest economy in the world if ranked、mm. as a country. So, and、uh, California has such such a close relationship with China. I mean, for 
throughout the history. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, the Chinese know California more probably than any other states. Uh, so the bond in every aspect. And uh, to me, I mean, Newsom is a very rational. I mean, I actually knew him when he was, uh, you know, mayor of San Francisco. And wow. uh, so he was mm-hmm. a rational, you know, normal. I mean, there is a lot of, uh, it's not, it's, it's not many actually in Washington these days. So he is uh, mm-hmm. someone you, you know, you could do, you know, uh, co- cooperate with, I would say. I mean, so mm-hmm. China and uh, California already have a very good relationship. I mean, very close. Uh, so subnational, I would say, this is the last point I want to say, uh, subnational uh, exchange and dialogue, I mean, like this is always the foundation of China-U.S. relations. And mm-hmm. California has been playing a big role. Mm. Well, thank you for a very comprehensive analysis on this already. But uh, uh, Javi, do you have something to add? Uh, yeah, a few things. Uh, I believe uh, everything that was just said is true mm-hmm. and is important. I mean, California is an incredibly important state uh, with almost 40 million people. So it's uh, important for its uh, half. It's also uh, important in that it has about 10% of the electoral votes to elect president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, Governor Newsom's visit, in a way, is not just about the environment, but it's him stepping out on the international stage. Now, as was pointed out, California has very close ties with China. China, uh, Chinese people in California have a long history uh, it's both good and bad because Chinese people were discriminated against big time in the uh, 19th and early uh, 20th century, especially. And during COVID, uh, they were uh, harassed by uh, Trump and by uh, other uh, people because of Trump's reckless comments. So I believe that Newsom's visit is not only about the environment, it's about Newsom's future. Mm. Uh, Newsom is one of the people who's being mentioned as a possible presidential candidate. And we know that Biden is uh, very old and uh, that he says he's going to run again. But uh, he uh, could be incapacitated and a lot can happen in the uh, month uh, uh, until in the year until the presidential election. So I think that uh, Gavin um, Newsom's visit is adding to his credibility on the international stage. Mm. Now, Humin, I understand that you've been working uh, involved uh, in the energy and climate sectors for quite a long time. And also, you just participated in the climate talks near the Great Wall uh, that uh, Gavin Newsom was also there. So um, from your point of view, from your observation, how do you see the timing of his visit? I think it is quite good timing before COP28 and also before a potential high-level exchange between U.S.-China senior leaders, Mm -hmm. including um, Minister Wang Yi. And and I think, uh, as uh, mentioned by the the other panelists, uh, Governor Newsom is a rising star in many ways Mm -hmm. uh, in the U.S. Um, But his visit also 
well received in China, as you uh, see that President Xi received him yesterday,、mm -hmm. and also the the Great Wall dialogue. He just met over five、uh, vice governors from various provinces in China,、mm -hmm. so it's quite、uh, well received、uh, from the China side. Also because it's a good timing. I think the timing, and there are two aspects of it. First is、uh, it's a critical time to promote. Of course, climate change、uh, mitigation and tackling all the challenges we're facing,、mm. like the human being mutual future. But the,、uh, on the other hand, it's a challenging time, as you all said, all have seen.、Mm. So at the national level, collaboration、uh, could be a, a window, you know, opened for further、uh, exchange between China and the U.S.、Uh, Not only the public, but also at the state,、uh, the, the state level government, which have the bottom-up power influence from the public, but also have a policy authority、mm. to shape the future U.S.-China、uh, collaboration,、mm. uh, especially on climate change discussion and clean energy technology deployment. Right. Well,、uh, let's let's take a look at the relationship between California, the state, and China.、Um, Newsom's office said in a press release prior to his visit that this is a quote unquote a week long trip focused on climate action and partnership between two of the world's largest economies. Of course, California boasts itself, you know, of, of being the fifth largest economy in the world、um, in terms of climate.、Um, Homi, again to you, why are California and China? Important to each other.、Uh, well, as we all know, that there are、uh, over there's a lot of Chinese American living there.、Mm -hmm. um, but I think on climate topic,、uh, California has been a leader in the United States、uh, for a long time,、mm -hmm. and、uh, California and China has been collaborating on clean air, clean energy, and climate change mitigation. For a long time, there is a long legacy、uh, led by various of governors of California, from Schwarzenegger to、um, different uh, governors. Uh, so there is this legacy over there already.、Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, I think、um, California and China share the same goals and ambition,、mm -hmm. and also benefit、uh, from tackling climate change. Uh, there are rising economic opportunities、uh, from cl clean energy development. There is a mutual uh, need uh, in terms of technology innovation, collaboration, and also pushing for similar policy direction in same in different countries and regions,、mm -hmm. uh, so that the both、um, uh, China and California could. Benefit from it, but of course,、um, after all, it will be California collaborate with the subnational provinces、uh, in China, like Guangdong,、mm. and Jiangsu, and many other regions. Right. Now,、uh, in terms of economy,、uh, Weihui, I understand you travel to California for a lot of times. In economy, what are some of the things that China and California are working with each other?、Uh, I mean, how are the economic and trade ties between the two? Well, I think、uh, you know the、uh, we all talk about California is not、uh, any U.S. state is the fifth largest economy、right. in the world if ranked as a country. So, China California trade actually is、uh, 
I think last year is like 166 billion US dollars. It's like almost a quarter of the China US trade. That shows the importance of California. I mean, it's China, where China, I think, is the third largest, you know, export destination. And so a lot of imports, exports going on. And also the FDI, foreign direct investment. Mm. China, I think, is... A, uh, number eight source for California. Actually, when I was in the United States, we used to combine annually a book about uh, Chinese in FDI in the United States. And California is, of course, is always on top of all the uh, states. I mm. mean, the Chinese companies are very enthusiastic. Uh, bullish about investing in California. I mean, for the obvious reason, I mean, just, uh, I mean, even you look at the Silicon Valley, the Chinese working there, I mean, the companies selling China. I mean, so the Chinese EV electric vehicle, what uh, uh, California like to call zero uh, emission vehicles. Mm -hmm. So I think these are the things uh, I think, uh, obviously, Galvin Newsom, as Huming mentioned, uh, California is a very pro-climate change and, uh, you know, uh, clean en uh, energy. And so I think uh, this is the area of uh, potential cooperation with Gavin Newsom. I, I would always say that, uh, you know, I, back, back in my days in California, Stanford for a year, mm. uh, it, was, this, it was the old talks about the building high-speed rail from linking uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco to LA, mm -hmm. but never happened. And mm. actually, still talk about uh, building it by 10 years from now, I mean, to be completed. So, but if, if you look at China's uh, uh, speed of building high-speed rail, I think obviously California can learn a little bit that we can help each other in that regard. And so there is a lot of economic opportunities, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, California companies are big in China, too. Yeah. Mm. Harvey, do you have something to add about, you know, the economic relations between California and uh, China? Well, obviously, as was said, that they're mm -hmm. very important. And it's not only the the amount of uh, economic uh, relations, mm -hmm. but it's also the fact that California is a what we call a bellwether state. A bellwether state is one that is uh, indicative of what could happen in a few years in other states in uh, in America. And being a bellwether state, uh, California, it's very. Uh, very much focused on environmental issues. Mm -hmm. And California has a reputation for decades now of being the leader uh, in environment. So a lot's happening in terms of environmental in innovation and has to happen if we're going to meet the Paris Climate Agreement goals. So I think Gavin Newsom coming from California, going to China, it's a very important link up. Of course, there's other link ups with other states and other sub uh, national jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. But this is the most important one. And just to add a, a note of lightness here, mm -hmm. we call California the land of fruits and nuts, because <laughs> California mm -hmm. grows a lot of uh, fruits and nuts. But also fruits and nuts means kind of crazy people <laughs> in a way. In California, uh, people are more uh, innovative as uh, by, indicated by like uh, Silicon Valley and so mm -hmm. on, as was mentioned. So 
California is really a leading state in terms of what is not only happening, but what's going to happen. And economically, it's incredibly important, as was mentioned, being, you know, if it were a country, it would be the fifth largest economy in the world. So this is a very important meeting. Indeed. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. 那魏华 ，we understand that California is home to more than two million Chinese Americans, more than any other state in the country. And you know, there's a lot of stories and cultural norms going on among these,、uh, you know, Chinese Americans. And、uh, lots of vi-、uh, movies and literature has been made out of it. I mean, in terms of people-to-people exchanges with China, where does California stand among all American states? Well, it's very important as、uh, Javier earlier mentioned. I mean, the Chinese,、uh, the early arrival actually helped build things like、uh, the Pacific Railroad, and、uh, but also unfairly、uh, treated, of course.、Uh, if、mm. we recall the Chinese Exclusion Act, in fact, when I was there,、uh, you know, ten years years ago, Congressman Judy Chu, the others, they campaigned. I mean, the Congress, I think, apologized for those. So that's a, a bit a part of the history. But、uh, again, I mean, if we talk to Chinese, I mean, was, we have a name for San Francisco, Jiu Jinsai. So the name、mm. tells, I mean, actually tells a little bit of the early Chinese immigrants, the、mm. old gold mountains, and kind of the Hollywood movies. I mean, very influential, of course.、Uh, mm. I'm a Fan too. I mean, so the Chinese students are going to California for the top universities, and、mm. uh, so I, I, I said, I mean, the people to people exchange. I mean, I think、uh, two panelists also mentioned because the uh, California. Uh, you know, I, I remember actually when I was uh, uh, so still a student. I think uh, uh, the late. I mean, who uh, uh, Dan Feinstein, who just passed away, who was the Mayor of San Francisco, I believe, at the time,、uh, established a sister uh, city uh, tie with my city, Shanghai, and、mm-hmm. so it was old.、Uh, you know,、uh, California, of course, is now sister s-、uh, state with the、uh, province of Guangdong. So there was a lot of this sistership、uh, relationship、mm-hmm. between California and California cities and Chinese cities and provinces. So this,、uh, as I mentioned, the trade, but the people's visit. I mean. California is, you know. Remember when I was there, the Obama administration, China,、uh, sort of launched this ten-year、uh, visa program. I was there, and、uh, so California is always the top destination for Chinese、uh, tourists. <laughs> Whether you mentioned <laughs>、right. uh, Disneyland, you know, all those places, San Francisco. So I think there is a. It, it is a big part. I mean, tourism is a big part of. California's economy. So, I think、uh, this shows. I mean, the, I think、uh, there is a, a deep bond from in historical perspective and、uh, and the current.、Uh, I mean, perspective. I, I think a、uh, greater、uh, potential for future. Right. Now, Hu Min, in your expertise、uh, in the energy and climate sector, how frequent do you or do people around you talk to your you know peers in California? How close do you work with each other? Well, indeed, there are a lot of exchange going on、uh, at the people level and the organized institutional level.、Uh, even though the state level 
uh, exchange might not as good as it was before. Mm. Uh, well, around us, I think we do have a very, very frequent exchange with the peers in California. Many organizations working on clean energy and green development and climate change are based in California. Mm. And as you know, this Green Wall uh, dialogue is co-organized with uh, the Berkeley University's uh, California-China Climate Change Institute, which right. was launched by um, the former uh, governor and uh, minister Xie Zhenghua from China mm. years ago. Um, so the the dialogue has been a lot. Uh, I would say the the collaboration at people level has been there. Um, mm. It's it's very very active. Mm. In fact. Right. Um, now, Humin, also um, because you participated in the, the Great War dialogue, what's your observation in terms of um, things that Governor Gavin Newsom wants to achieve by this trip? Um, it's a good question. I don't think I can speak for him, but mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the, the goal that he had, he could achieve is to boost the subnational collaboration between California and other provinces in China and using this as a window of opportunity uh, for the future U.S.-China collaboration at the state level. Uh, this could be very, very profound impact to both sides, I think. Um, I would, He has other, of course, goals. He's on this trip. He visits the government senior leaders, mm. uh, BYD, uh, university. Uh, so he's visiting many stakeholders in this field. But climate change collaboration is definitely the highlight and the priority for this trip. And when we say climate change is not only, um, you know, not only the, the challenge, but also a lot of economic uh, opportunities. Uh, and I think uh, the, the question you asked before about mm. uh, the people level collaboration, as you all know that, um, in fact, in the U- in California, they have very strong technical capacity forming uh, clean energy policies, clean air policy, climate change policy, including like vehicle stand emission standards, including carbon market, those technical entities and technical uh, capacity. Mm. They have never stopped their collaboration with their Chinese partners with at the research level. Um, this are in fact the foundation of the collaboration. You know, when the political situation is better, it will just come back. Mm. And that's uh, going to be very important. Mm. Weihua, you've been uh, observing uh, Gavin Newsom since he was mayor of San Francisco. Now, what do you think? What does he hope to achieve by this trip, uh, in your opinion? Yes, I, I, I just want to first echo, I mean, what Harvey already mentioned. I think, mm. uh, uh, although, I mean, in recent interviews, uh, Gavin Newsom said he's not going to uh, be a candidate uh, in the 2024 election. I, mean, I think it's partly because uh, uh, Biden and uh, uh, Harris uh, is still going to run at the moment still. I mean, so I think he the same party. He doesn't want to be an obstructionist. But uh, uh, if uh, things change, as Harvey indicated, that, uh, you know, health reasons, others for Biden, you know, I think 
Gavin Newsom would be a very strong candidate. And we should not uh, exclude, even he has said no. I mm. mean, even maybe even for the future, but 2028, I mean, so Gavin Newsom could be the uh, future U.S. president, a good one. I mean, so that's uh, one thing that he wants to establish. Uh, 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 the China visit certainly would help him uh, uh, establish uh, his uh, status at uh, the national level in the United States. Um, but uh, second, I want to say that, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, I mean, is very big on uh, climate change and uh, clean energy. If you uh, just, uh, you know, read what California announced the last year, its ambition, say, to achieve carbon neutrality by 2045, and right. a lot of measures announced. Mm-hmm. So all these ambitions means that, uh, you know, you can only cooperate, collaborate. I, I, I think he feels uncomfortable, unsaid, unhappy with the deteriorating relationship between China and the U.S., which actually negatively impact on California's uh, weather in economy, on um, people-to-people exchange, in tourism, you know. Mm. So I think he wants to play a role in that uh, regard, and, uh, especially at this time. Right. I think that's uh, what he basically conveyed uh, when he was meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. We're going to a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion on Californian Governor Gavin Newsom's China trip. CGTN Radio's most popular programs, World Today provides listeners with a strong mix of international news and business. It delivers in-depth analysis of current affairs and one-on-one interviews, bringing you the stories behind the news, not just what's happening, but why. My name is Alessandro Golombievski Teixeira. I'm a professor of public policy and management at Tsinghua University in Beijing. I am a great listener of The World Today. In my opinion, The World Today is one of the best China radio programs. In The World Today, we can get the best news and analysis in what is happening now in the world. So please, come to join us. Welcome back. This is Chat Lunch on CDTN Radio. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. Continue with our discussion on Californian Governor Gavin Newsom's China trip. Let's uh, delve specifically into the China-California climate cooperation. Uh, now, a fundamental question I want to start with is... Um, why are taking climate actions particularly important for respectively China and and uh, California? And what are some of the climate challenges, you know, they face? Uh, Humi, maybe let me start with you. Thank you. I, In fact, I just mentioned that uh, before. I think um, the California and China are both uh, heavily impacted by climate uh, change impact. I think not the overall China, but some of the regions that mm-hmm. California is looking for collaboration. So, like on the coastal area, on the you know the weather um, change to uh, this both regions. Of course, there is a mutual challenge. Um, but on the other hand, 
uh, that's California as the leader of climate change ambition among all states in the United States. They share the same goal and vision uh, with China, which is also the leader on climate policy, because China has been standing by the Paris Agreement after 2015, never changed. The presidency has emphasized the importance of Paris Agreement many, many times, mm -hmm. and China adopted uh, China's climate neutrality goal of 2060 uh, in 2020, in the year of 2020, announced that year. Mm. Um, so there is a shared goal and vision and ambition on climate change. Of course, there's also shared influence of overall human being. Uh, the second uh, important shared uh, vision is uh, the economic growth opportunity out of clean technology, mm. both in California and China. Like, for example, electric vehicle, battery, and also, you know, a lot of clean technology formed, uh, invented both in China and California and manufactured in both in California and China and deployed around the world. On this, uh, California and China are the leader uh, of, of the world. Um, and I, this is um, a lot of common understanding uh, promoting this uh, technology climate change uh, collaboration. Right. Uh, now, Harvey, how, how do you understand the climate challenges uh, faced by California in general? Well, uh, they've had a lot of very severe uh, fires, flooding, mm. and adverse climate uh, changes. Uh, and there's more and more of them, and more and more of them are coming. So I, I think uh, they feel the hot breath of, of climate change uh, very much. And, and their positioning uh, on the West Coast as a, a state uh, that has a large uh, water border uh, is adding to, to that. Mm -hmm. So I think they feel this more than many other states. But also, I think they're more aware of these issues more than any other states mm. because of the fact that California has, as we've already discussed, this long history of climate activism. And they have Silicon Valley, which is where so much of American innovation is coming from uh, these days, whether it's in artificial intelligence or uh, in uh, quantum computing, things like that. So I believe that California really is, if you have to choose any state, is uh, the engine uh, that's going to drive climate change as far as the U.S. is concerned, both in terms of uh, funding mm -hmm. and in terms of action. So I, I think it's a very, very important state. And the people there are very concerned about the climate change because they've been uh, concerned about it for decades now. And it's been mentioned, uh, Governor Schwarzenegger, a Republican, uh, and also Governor Brown, Jerry Brown, a mm. two-time governor over diff two different, very different time periods, were always uh, pushing environmental issues. So the concern is there. The ability is there to make changes. So mm. as a bellwether state, too, California is really going to be maybe the state 
that's going to be driving these changes, not only within their own state, but also within the United States as a whole.、Mm, right. Well,、uh, Weihua, as Huming already said, the Chinese government、uh, has already announced its carbon、uh, neutrality goals.、Uh, but China is a big economy and also a big population. How do you see the challenges faced by China? Well, I think、uh, you know the. The challenge, I mean, on climate is huge because I mean, President Xi announced that we're going to peak carbon emission 2030,、uh, you know, reach the carbon、uh, zero by 2060, and and that's not an easy task at all.、Mm. I mean, if you remember, I mean, all the challenges, economic, global, economic,、uh, you know,、uh, sort of turmoil, I would say, and、uh, so and the lack of、uh, cooperation, I would say, I mean. Even climate change, I unfortunately have been often politicized. I mean, geopoliticized,、mm. and you, because we tend to think that's the common goal. I mean, easy for cooperation. I mean, because that's led China, U.S. to support the Paris Agreement 2015. California and China. I mean, I think the U.S. and China, two largest emitter. Even China's per capita emitter is half of the U.S. only.、Mm. But you know, we have. Big challenge. I think the California's green transition I mean, could help China. China is also very、uh, heavily invested in renewables. I mean, we are also, also already the leader, like in solar, wind, EVs. So、mm. California and certainly could、uh, you know benefit from that. I mean, Harvey mentioned. I remember I, I was there. I mean, Harvey said flutes are not states, and、uh, mm. I, I I remember reading news. California was suffering drought every year.、Mm. I mean, seriously. I mean, this is an agriculture state also. I mean, it's the largest,、uh, one of the largest agriculture states. So that's a, a wildfire every year. The horrible news there. So that's.、Uh, Why it's、uh, climate change is imminent for China, for California, and the same thing. I mean, how often we saw this、uh, floods, you know, jaws in China, right?、Mm, I mean, right. the city is uh, uh, getting so hot in summer. I mean, it's、uh, can't bear. I when I read forty degrees centigrade, I mean that's crazy.、Mm. I never experienced that like in my childhood years. So I think、uh, I want to say the last thing. I mean,、uh, China California cooperation. And China-U.S. cooperation on climate change could inject great momentum to the global cooperation, renew global、uh, global cooperation. And California actually is、uh, quite good. I mean, just remember last word、uh, when Trump uh, uh, withdrew U.S. from Paris Agreement.、Mm-hmm. California was still quite、uh, aggressive on fighting climate change and making all the change in the green transition. The Chat Lounge. The chat lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. The Chinese province of Guangdong is among the earliest to sign an agreement with California to introduce carbon cap and trade program in local industries. Now, Hu Min,、uh, how has that benefited Guangdong and maybe China in general? Well, in fact, I was there when the. A first MOU was、uh, formed. It was uh, such a,、mm-hmm. um, a celebration for both、uh, California and Guangdong when Guangdong's current market was launched. 
it actually became the number one of the of the world and uh, Guangdong carbon market for a long time the trading volume have been on top of all the carbon pilot uh, carbon market pilots uh, within China before the national carbon market was uh, uh, finally established in the past couple of years um, so after the the, M the first MOU was signed, there is a lot of informal content on collaboration of carbon market development. As you know, carbon market is a mechanism, uh, it's a man-made, you know, market mechanism. Right. There's a lot of um, policies and design and rules development should be uh, need to be developed, and uh, with uh, at that time. Uh, California carbon market have been uh, operating for many years already. Mm. So they provided quite much technical uh, support to the Guangdong uh, technical teams. I mean, the mutual uh, learning and understanding was quite important at the early stage of development of uh, Guangdong's carbon market. But that said, it's not only Guangdong carbon market, but also Shenzhen carbon market pilot at the beginning. So both market, I mean, within the Guangdong area has benefited their economic pattern uh, transitioning to a cleaner development pathway. As we know that, like, for example, in Shenzhen, that's home of so many high-tech uh, companies, including Tesla. Tesla really benefited from the uh, Shenzhen and Guangdong's uh, policy promoting clean energy technology mm -hmm. and, uh, and carbon market play the role to set the basic market, uh, you know, uh, market fundamental market rules uh, to promote this uh, development of this kind of uh, cooperation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's indeed a the early. Uh, stage and also Guangdong market design. There are many elements. For example, the auctioning of the uh, allowances. Uh, that means you know how much emission emission permits the mm. uh, enterprise could have. Those specific market mechanism design, in fact, was adopted by the other market and also later on by the national market, hopefully. Mm. Still to you, Hu Min, uh, during this trip, uh, Governor Newsom tours Shenzhen's all-electric bus fleet, which is quite something, uh, and also uh, Tesla's Shanghai factory. So uh, why is it particularly important for him to do that? And uh, are there any experiences do you think China has to offer in terms of reducing traditional fossil fuel in transportation? Oh, absolutely. China now is the largest EV producer, uh, consumer, you know. Uh, so China already on many aspects of technology innovation in terms of EV, mm -hmm. it's already uh, maybe far ahead of many other um, companies in, around the world. Um, so I think uh, on, it's, it's, it's a important also in, in, in uh Taking the example of battery technology, mm. um, Newsom said something very interesting that he said the largest power plants in the U.S. Uh, nowadays, in California nowadays, is battery-based. Mm. It's not the idea of fossil fuel or coal power plants. It's battery-based. So uh, this, all this um, idea, it's very um, 
forward-looking, and I think it's very uh, interesting. And also, he also in China there are a lot of uh, new development for him. He said there's new to him. So um, mm. few in, before it might be uh, the Chinese learning from California side, but in future there will be uh, also a lot of uh, the uh, learning from the China said mm. um, that is going to be happening too. And I think both China and U.S. has contributed to the dramatic decline of clean technology in the past decades, uh, like solar, EV, battery. Uh, all this should be attributed to the innovation in the U.S. and the manufacturing capacity mm. at scale, huge scale in China. Well, uh, Humin, during my research, um, I found uh, a group of quite interesting figures. Um, the uh, the share of uh, electric vehicles sold in the China auto market in 2022 was around uh, 14%. Of, if my memory serves me correct, um, and yes. the shares of uh, you know uh, electric vehicles during the second uh, the second quarter of this year in California auto market was around twenty or a little bit more than twenty percent. I mean, how should we take? Uh, how should we you know look at these figures? Uh, does that mean that China uh, still has a lot to do to do you know in terms of improving the share of uh, electric vehicles in the market? Well, absolutely. Both. Uh, I mean, first of all, there's a different um, definition in California. It's on EV and mm-hmm. in China it's on new EV. So alternative fuel. So it's not only EV, but also hybrid, even though EV accounts for over 85 percent of all the new EV. Ah. So the number are not comparable. Uh, that's uh, by saying that uh, still both sides have a lot to do to continue promote their uh, clean energy deployment goal. Like in California, there's a 2035 uh, goal mm. to phase out the uh, uh, fossil car uh, sales. Um, like in China, in Hainan, they have the 2030 goal to mm. do this. Uh, Hainan is in fact ahead of it. Um, but however, mm-hmm. uh, China, we still need to do more to um, transit our fossil-based economy to a more decarbonized pathway. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Now, Harvey, um, you, you've been, uh, you know, living in China for some time. In your observation, what other technologies, I mean, clean energy technologies, can China provide during the cooperation between U.S. and China? Okay, well, uh, I think that uh, both sides can learn from each other. That's very Mm -hmm. important that this is a a two-way street and also uh, that uh, both sides can uh, make contributions and learn from each other. Uh, California, actually, uh, as a state, since we're talking about California as well as the United States, California as a state is way behind in some of these technologies. I'm from Detroit. Detroit mm. used to be the auto capital of the world. <laughs> right. It isn't mm. anymore. Maybe it's spread out through through China, I imagine, now, if you're going to look for auto capitals. But the big problem in, uh, in California and in large parts of the United States is that uh, there are too many cars 
there are too many uh, cars that are creating uh, huge amounts of CO2 and other pollutants that go into the atmosphere and raise the temperature. And there's not enough uh, done uh, in terms of uh, mass transit. So we talked already about the train that was never built between L.A. and San Francisco. Uh, we know that these uh, traffic jams on the freeways in California and many other states during rush hour are uh, horrendous. So we need to find alternatives. And I think that's a reason why the governor uh, visited the places that he did uh, visit and why he was interested in those things. I think also we can learn from each other on other alternative technologies. For example, on thermal, mm -hmm. where a lot of work is being done both in the United States and in China. Of course, China is uh, the leader in solar, and that uh, can move uh, to the United States as well. We need more uh, green energy. California is also has a large uh, body of uh, water that surrounds it. And so wave energy mm -hmm. is something that is very important. Wind energy. Mm -hmm. These all these are all things that have to be developed. They all exist. Um, they're becoming more and more efficient. So I think we can learn from each other. And the really important message here, the bottom line for me, mm -hmm. is I don't know why the U.S. and China uh, during this low point in our bilateral relations haven't done more to address existential threats. And climate change certainly needs to be near the top of the list or at the top of the list for that. So it's a very good sign that these steps are being taken, that uh, Wang Yi uh, is in the United States and will be talking about these issues, that there might be a meeting between um, President Xi and President Biden uh, soon. We really need to get back on track. I remember, and it was mentioned earlier, when President Xi and President uh, Obama met uh, in California about a decade ago, mm -hmm. uh, President Xi promoted, uh, promoted an idea of uh, a new model of great power relations. And one of the first fruits of that was the cooperation to get the Paris Climate Agreement uh, over the top in terms of being adopted by the, the world. Uh, unfortunately, Trump came in shortly thereafter and killed all that. But I think we need to try, and it's going to be very difficult in the next few years, we need to try, at least in spirit, to get back to this new model of great power relations where we cooperate with each other. Because it's really a case of synergy, of mm -hmm. one plus one, not only equally equaling three, but <laughs> five or ten or, or more. Right. And so I'm... If we don't do this, we're toast. We're not going to have an environment. We're going to have more public health crises and a lot of other terrible things. So if we can cooperate, mm. we can make a lot of progress. Mm. Now, Humi, in 2022, uh, California state government signed a broad MOU expanding the state's partnership with the Chinese Ministry of Ecology and Environment. I mean, is it rare for a U.S. state to sign agreement with China's national government? Well, that's a great, great question. Uh, I think the, as I mentioned before, there, that was, I think, to me, a result, a legacy from Minister Xie's support to the to California's Climate Change Institute, and also a result of the technical collaboration 
between California's Air Resources Board and all the technology entities, mm. collaboration with the Chinese uh, technical entities on uh, various environmental protection issues. Uh, so there traditionally there are a lot of collaboration between those institutes. So uh, it's to me it's a natural result. It's understandable and also uh, the uh, uh, also climate change is very important topic uh, out of that MOU. Mm. Well, uh, Weihua, how do you see that? Is it rare for a U.S. state to sign an agreement with, uh, you know, China's national government? And what's the significance of this MOU for China's Ministry of Ecology and Environment? Well, I think uh, it's quite a significant. I mean, uh, I think uh, Hu Min others mentioned uh, this, say, like the uh, cap and the trade system. I'm, I'm here in Brussels. Actually, the European Union is also very proud. I mean, they have this uh, so-called ETS, emission trading system, Indeed. which uh, actually cooperated with China a lot and how actually played a big role uh, in launching China's uh, national carbon trading you know, market. So I think uh, this uh, global cooperation, whether California, you know, China, European Union, it is a very positive, you know, cooperation in fighting the global climate change. I mean, the, the uh, most, imp- uh, you know, uh, biggest challenge of uh, human uh, kind is facing. I think, uh, you know, looking forward, uh, I mean, uh, I, I won't uh, repeat what others already said. I think, you know, uh, for example, I just want to say, I mean, California is the biggest uh, uh, emission source was like transportation. I mean, mm-hmm. Harvey mentioned, I was there, I experienced the horrible traffic jams, you know, mm-hmm. all the cars. Uh, I mean, it's like, it, it, it feels you're, you know, you uh, you are from the inner barrier in the highway, you see millions of cars there, jammed there sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> rush hours. And mm-hmm. uh, so the, the public transport is not particularly good. I mean, I always think if they, I, I took car train uh, many times, of course, but mm-hmm. if you think if there's a high speed rail linking actually, uh, California, you know, San Francisco, LA, that would help it, it reduce carbon emission. I mean, for the same reason, I mean, China, you know, uh, and others mentioned the EVs, I mean, Actually, Newsom expressed uh, uh, great interest in having Chinese EV. I mean, mm-hmm. Tesla, for example, I mean, actually originally from California, even it's now headquartered in uh, Texas. So it's big. I mean, in my city, Shanghai, of course, I mean, mm-hmm. Tesla cars made in Shanghai coming to Europe, I mean, by large numbers. So I think uh, these uh, uh, California, uh, whether uh, cooperation with China at the national level or sub-national level is all very significant. I mean, just the one thing, I mean, because in 20, uh, 2000, California, California, China's economy, pretty much the same size. <laughs> of course, mm. we are much, much bigger now. Mm. One final question. Um What's the significance, do you think, of uh, these people to people and also cultural subnational uh, communications and exchanges for U.S. and China these days, you know, like this trip by uh, Governor Newsom? How do they help improve the relationship? Harvey? You know, the, the first premier of China 
uh, Zhou Enlai had this model. He called it folk diplomacy, which was a parallel track to formal diplomacy of ambassadors and embassies. And uh, I believe that his model of folk diplomacy is even more relevant now, so many decades later, uh, because we need to establish multiple channels of communication with each other. And uh, soft, these soft power contacts are very, very important, especially as we're hitting a lot of uh, bumps in the road in terms of the bilateral relations. So I think the more states can get involved, the more uh, NGOs can get involved, the more mm -hmm. communication uh, that can be had and cooperation that could be had. It's really critical. If we don't have this, we're going to be in big trouble. Right. Wei Hua, what's your thought on this? Well, I agree, actually. The noises from Capitol Hill, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's uh, just a normal thing, especially, mm. you know, in the current context of, you know, a lot of conflict between China and the United States. I mean, you won't expect people like uh, Senator Marco Rubio to say anything positive, you know. He is going to blast anyone who, you know, who want to close tie with China or cooperate with China even. So we really need a politician like Gavin Newsom, you know, uh, China-U.S. relations need a very courageous insightful, you know, wise politician. You know, mm -hmm. I think uh, Gavin Newsom could be one. So it because of the pressure domestically. So I think uh, China-U.S. relation. I mean, if we look at the Richard Nixon, you know, ice-breaking trip to China in 1972, I mean, you really need insightful and uh, courageous leaders and to, you know, uh, break the past. Mm. Courage and vision, that's what's being needed in the current U.S.-China relations. That brings us to the end of this discussion. I want to thank our guests again. They are Hu Min, Executive Director, IGDP, or Institute of Global Decarbonization Progress. Harvey Zodin, Senior Fellow at the Center for China and Globalization, former Vice President of ABC TV Network. Also, Chen Weihua, China Daily EU Bureau Chief and former Washington Bureau Chief. You've been listening to Chat Lunch on CGTN Radio. Thank you for joining us for this edition. Until next time, I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. James Wren, a political analyst and international relations scholar specializing in China area studies. World Today offers unmatched in-depth perspectives on China's politics, economics, business, technology and society. World Today's team of reporters and contributors provides valuable information from all of the world's major economies. I hope you can join me on World Today for the very best insights and news from China, on China and help to build a better understanding of China's role in the world today.
I'm Dan Wang, Chief Economist of Hansen Bank China. The World Today is a real fun program. You will hear interesting people discussing global trend, economic event, what's happening in and outside of China. So, friends around the world, hope you can join us.